It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. So it's just about 6.10. Very close to it, just precious seconds away. So this is episode 297 of the Michigan Sports Truth Postgame Edition on TalkShoe. I'm Taylor Phillips, along with Lewis Denor. Follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Like the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page and join its Facebook group. Lewis, how are we doing this afternoon? Uh, we're doing good. Thanks. Yep. Tigers Edge. The Blue Jays, Toronto, 6-5 to in 11 innings on Miguel Cabrera's walk-off bases loaded walk, scoring Alex Avila. J.D. Martinez with a home run, tying it. Blue Jays jumped out to a 3 nothing lead in the top half of the first inning. Tigers struck with three back, two of them on two sacrifice flies. And then Tigers took a 4-3 lead in the fifth inning. Seventh inning, Blue Jays had, took a 5-4 lead on a two-run home run. Audible Sanchez gave up all those five runs. Six, that home run was in the sixth inning. The fifth inning, rather. Sanchez, five earned runs on nine hits in six innings. No walks and three strikeouts. That that two-run home run was off the bat of Jose Bautista. The bat flipper. Justin Smoke opened the scoring with a two-run home run. Kendris Morales, the first baseman, followed up as well. Justin Upton with an RBI double, then Miguel Cabrera and Jiggy Martinez with with those two sacrifice flies. James McCann, the RBI double, Bautista, the two-run jack. J.D. Martinez just barely hit one out to tie it up at five. The other way again. The umpires had to review it. And then Lucas Harrell pitched the last portion of the bottom half of the 11th inning. And he threw mostly balls, and it was enough for Miguel Cabrera to draw the, draw the game-winning walk-off bases-loaded walk, scoring Alex Avila. This, this game would have gone either way. The series would have gone either way, actually. Blue Jays and Tigers have a record each that's actually close to each other. 
Blue Jays are 42 and 49. The Tigers are 41 and 49. That's very even up. Blue Jays are now just a half game ahead of the Tigers in the entire American League standings. So that's the three-game series for the Tigers. They head to Kansas City and Minnesota. Got a new like on our Facebook page. Maria Aguirre. Welcome aboard. A four-game series against the Royals at Kauffman Stadium at 8.15. The Royals just... Got a walk-off win of their own against the Texas Rangers. All four of those games at 8-15 forthcoming. And then the Tigers head to Minnesota, Minneapolis, and play the Minnesota Twins at Target Field, 8-10, 7-10, and 2-10, Friday through Sunday. Before they head home for the entire schedule, go to Tigers.com or MLB.com or any other website that has it. That was yet another trade interest rumor. The Colorado Rockies are showing interest in J.D. Martinez. Martinez with two RBIs today, a sack fly and a home run. Right now, MLB tonight is showing live coverage of the Indians and Athletics and the Athletics. It, the Athletics lead the Indians 5-2, to two, top seven, a man on second and one out. Speaking of the Athletics, they've traded Sean Doolittle to the Nationals. You can find out that entire trade on Bleacher Report. And the score.com. So that's so the Tigers have missed out on two two more prospects. They were involved in that trade. They go to they go to Oakland. The Athletics Farm System. Alex Avila still missing out. And now I'm getting word from one of my co-hosts, Frank Bashner, on this on this entire podcast. He uh he uh, private meet he private privately messaged uh a link to our entire to our private group chat on Facebook, the Michigan Sports Truth, a tweet from Anthony Finnick. The Tigers have come to life after yesterday's team meeting, their message to general manager Al Avila, bye as in buy or sell. The tig- uh, they're 
their general manager, Al Avila, uh, received a message from the Tigers players and, and the manager, Brian Osnes, to buy. Told him to buy. That I know what most fans are thinking. Tigers are still eight games below 500, and that's a pretty that's a pretty grim chance. And Lewis Tenor will have the standings for you in his National Sports Report real soon. But here's why we we have to disagree with it. The Tigers don't have much of a chance. They can't stand a chance. The roster is still not that good. And they still have that lame duck. They still have that lame duck manager in Brad Austin's. Players don't respect Brian Osmus, as Steve Bauer pointed out. They don't. They don't trust him. But if they buy. It, it, it might come back to haunt the Tigers, and it will. That's the possibility that I'm looking at here. So that's it. Many people have replied to Anthony Fennick. Fire SVG at Detroit 1776. Really, this is asinine. Randy Voicenet, just a few months too late. Zuki Network, sell JV and says budget can for somewhere nowhere near it. Gerald at G. Cooper 1972. Gerald Cooper, by full name. I swear the media in this town sometimes shaking my damn head. Stefan underscore Z, LOL question, LOL exclamation mark. Mitchell Murphy, LMAO, Joe Boo. Although if they trade JD to either the Rockies or the Diamondbacks, they could get MLB-ready players in return. Elaine at Conapel. It's not FedEx message, it's it's what he thinks the Tigers' message is. Also, uh, Maria at Blastianos, LMFAO cell, exclamation mark. Dan at the real underscore Dalter for the GIF. What the F? Justin Kleba. At the real Jay Clever, Jesus, don't give them ideas. It'll doom us for decades. 
Brian Pratt, ha ha ha, Michael Phelps, P H I L P S, not to be confused with my last name, because they won two games at home from a bad Toronto team, you're nuts. That I agree with too. Davor Jankeski, no way, sell what you can. Gary Baker, stop it. Donnell at Megatron Don 86 with an eye rolling face. Paul Abbott at Trumpet Man with two ends too soon. That I agree with as well. Vince Randazzo. Mentioning Mike Labda's name and inserting three laughing emojis with, with tears. And then Big 50 at Decastle 50. Drinking um, that with a GIF of some, some guy. Um, drinking water, um, and and then coughing. And then Corey at Pachow's Corey. Really? They said bye? David Ming at David Ming Wong. One. David Ming one. Crap, they gave us five runs. If they continue to pitch like that, they'll get creamed. Audible Sanchez gave up five runs, in, ca- in case you're wondering. Still... In case you're just tuning in, Gary White at GA White 14, my lucky number. Seems as though not many people are in favor of this. Michael Siffer at Siffer Michael, please no. D Chet at C Skywarn 6118. The GIF is somebody laughing. Michael Brennan, as much as I think this would be great, they literally. They literally don't and won't have the money to fix current problems going on with the team. More applies. Uh, Just four more. Tommy at Frame Traps. God, no, please, no. Alex Theo, no. J Flo at John Floto with four laughing emojis with tears. Fennec, you are such a dope. Joel at Joel nine nine oh seven nine nine zero seven with what money? Dumb dumb. So that those are all the replies. We are getting more. There are more. There are more Tiger fans being growing becoming more devoted. Those are all all devoted replies, which I actually agree with. Everybody that has replied to Anthony Fennick's tweet disagrees, and I agree with them. And And I definitely sure as hell don't agree with Anthony Fennick. And I I definitely don't. I definitely don't agree with that idea. Whoever the hell came up with it, that, that, 
that is totally asinine and dumb and crazy and just plain stupid. So that, that that's uh that's pretty much all I have to share for today. Now it's time for Lewis Tenor's National Sports Report. Louis, take it away. Oh, hang on a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got on yeah. My apologies for that. Sorry for the technical difficulties. So Louie, take it away. Okay, take two. And uh, speaking of take two, if you thought the Yankees and Boston game wasn't enough last night with 16 innings. Well, guess what? Today they're playing two. That's right, two. Uh, it's a split doubleheader, and they could use it. Yankees beat the Dead Sox, Red Sox, 3 nothing today. Sabathia got the win, Porcello got the loss, and Chapman, for once, got the save. In the 8, in the eight o'clock game tonight, the Yankees will be, um, Yankees Red Sox will meet again. Tanaka and Price are your starting pitchers. Tanaka is going to start. Oh, dear. For the record, Tanaka's ERA is a mediocre 5.47. Price, a 3.91. No, it's not a a mismatch, but we know how Tanaka could be. Well, I do. All right. Angels are leading the Rays 4-2 in the bottom of the eighth with uh, nobody on, one out. Coag. Colart is pitching in. Machado is, is batting. All right. Athletics are leading the Indians now. 5-2 in the bottom of the seventh. One out. Nobody on. Goody is pitching. Oh, Goody. And Simeon is batting. Bottom of the sixth. Padres lead the Giants. 7-1. One out. Nobody on. Cesar Majara is pitching. And Abar is batting. In the Tigers' win over the Blue Jays, Sephold got the win, and Bevenu got the loss. Nationals uh, had no trouble with the Red State, 14-4. Rourke got the win, and Bailey got the loss. Rockies uh, handled the Mets very easily with a 13-4 win, ending the Mets' two-game winning streak. Hoffman got the win, and Max got the loss. Dodgers over Marlins, 3-2. Hill got the win. O'Grady got the loss. And Jansen got the save. Cubs uh, blanked the Orioles, 8-0. Quintana got the win, and Jamiris got the loss. Quintana actually uh, struck out 12 batters in his debut with the Cubs. Very impressive. 12 in your first appearance. Wow. Braves over the D-backs, 7-1. Garcia got the win, and Godley got the loss. Pirates edged the Cardinals, 4-3. LeBlanc got the win, and Cecil got the loss. Mariners uh, edged the White Sox in 10 innings, 7-6. Vincent got the win, Beck got the loss, and Diaz got the save. Phillies over the Brewers, 5-2. Heckelson got the win, Shell got the loss, and Earls got the save. Astros over Twins, 5-3. Fires got the win, 
Gibson got the loss, and Giles got the save. And finally, Royals over Rangers, 4-3. Hernian got the win, and Grill really got the loss. All right, let's go to the standings. Okay, and it goes like this. Well, Red Sox are still in front despite today's loss. They're 51-41, have a two-game lead over the Rays at 49-43. Yankees are 47-42, only two-and-a-half back. And the Orioles and Blue Jays are eight-and-a-half back at 42-49 and 49 in the Battle of the Birds. All right, Central. If my arrow will cooperate here. Uh, thank you. It goes like this. Indians, 47-42, have a two-game lead over the Twins at 46-45. and 45. Royals, 45-45, two-and-a-half back. Tigers are 41-49, but only six-and-a-half back. Hmm. And the White Sox are 38-52, nine-and-a-half back. In the West, Houston just continues to pour it on. 62-30, and 30, have a commanding 16-and-a-half game lead over the Mariners at 46 and 47, and the Rangers 45 and 46, also 16 and a half back. Angels 45 and 49, 18 back, and Oakland 41 and 50, 20 and a half back. Now the National League. The Nationals are 55 and 36, have a nine and a half game lead over the Braves at 45 and 45. Hey, they made 500. Bravo. Mets. Are 13 back at 41-48. Marlins 41-49, 13 and a half back, and Philadelphia a miserable 30 and 60, 24 and a half back. And that's why I think the fourth year in a row they're going to have a losing record. Mm, oh well. Central Brewers 52 and 42, four and a half over the Cubs at 46 and 45. Cardinals are 44 and 47, six and a half back. Pirates are 44 and 48, seven back, and the Reds are 11 and a half back at 39 and 52. And in the wild, wild west, it is wild. Dodgers 64 29, that's sickening, uh, have a 10 and a half game lead over the Diamondbacks at 53 and 39. Rockies 53 and 41, 11 and a half back. Padres are 39 and 51, 23 and a half back. And bring up the rear, the Giants, 35 and 57, 28 and a half back. With that kind of standing, they should be called midgets because they're playing, you know, weak. Well, you get the idea. All right. Um, uh, just a second here while I take care of. All right, just a second here because I know I have other. Uh, let's do ah there we go. You have to do it from the top of the page. There we go. Just a second when my page loads up. All right. For those of you interested in the NBA Summer League, uh Memphis right now is leading Portland uh thirty to seventeen with eight fifteen to go in the second period. And Dallas and the Lakers are going to meet at eight o'clock as we enter the semifinals in that league competition. Go figure. All right, just let me clear something off here. Okay. Houston Rockets sign forward Luke Maba 
maybe a, a, a moat to a one-year deal. Previously, he spent the last two seasons with the Clippers and turned down a $2.3 million, $2. million option just to become a free agent. Hmm. Only $2.3 million. Must be the cheapskate plan. All right. Continuing on here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, for those who are interested, X Games are underway yesterday. Redskins quarterback. Uh, hold on. Hold on a second. Uh, just give me a second. Uh, I'll come back to that. Te- uh, Texans rookie Deonta Foreman was arrested this morning on charges of marijuana and carrying an unlawful possession of a weapon. The police department said they had smelled the marijuana from the three cars parked outside a residence hall shortly after midnight. Oof. The things these college kids do. Continuing on, Ian Desmond returned to the Rockies from the disabled list, yet at the same time, right-hand man Tyler Chatwood goes on to the disabled list with a right calf injury of his own. The same. And it looks like it's deja vu. Roger Federer wins the men's finals at Wimbledon in three sets over Martin Kalik, 6-3, 6-1, 6-4. Yes, I do keep track of those scores. Uh, more bad news for the Mets. Uh, outfielder Giannis Cespedes injured his hip at last night's win over the Rockies, landing hard on his right knee while attempting to make a diving catch in the sixth inning, and I believe that he did not play in today's game. If he did, well, he's pretty damn lucky. Uh, just a second here, we see if I got anything else. Oh, yeah. Giants left-hander Joey Cuda won the disabled list with blizzard issue as Madison Baumgartner had returned. Uh, just a quick look at the NFL here because I think I do have a I do have a here. All right, just give me a second here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, here we are. Yeah, here we are. Okay, Washington's quarterback Kirk Cousins not expected deal is not expected to be by the current. Let me read it again. Kirk Cousins deal not expected by deadline. Quarterback is open too long to a long-term deal after the current season ends. Uh, he has opened a deal that's according to a familiar, according to a source familiar with the situation. Redskins could still make a last-minute push to try to get the deal done by tomorrow's deadline. Not likely. However, Cousins fully intends to play this season under the franchise tag, which is worth $23.9 million in 2017. Hey, uh, that's not chump change, you know. There has been a positive, constructive tone to the recent contract talks per sources. However, Cousins prefers to wait to a deal at this time, just as the Redskins preferred to wait to a deal at this time last year. It also means that Cousins will play this season as he did last season, knowing that the better he plays, the more he will get paid after the season, but he also will become the first quarterback in NFL history to play two straight seasons under the franchise tag. Hmm. 
That's interesting. Uh, giving him more leverage than any player has had in any recent year. Washington could still use his franchise tag on him after next offseason for a third year, but it would cost the Redskins $34 million, $470,784 to franchise him again. Under that scenario, Cousins will be able to negotiate with any other team. If it's going to cost you that much money, I say uh, forget it. Give up $34 million for that guy? Oh, boy. Washington could also transition him for $28,732,320 for another team that would have the ability to sign him an offer sheet that Washington would have seven days to match. Hmm. Meanwhile, no deals are close for Steelers running back LeVon Bell and Rams cornerback Termaine Johnson. The two other the other two franchise players who have yet to agree on any long term contracts. Wow. Well what are you waiting for? <laughs> uh, Bell is the only player who has yet to sign his franchise tender or reach a long term deal this season. As such, he did he did not participate in the Steelers' mandatory minicamp as he would have signed a waiver to do so if the play this season if he plays this season under the tag, then he would have played twelve point one million. Okay, not bad. A source told ESPN late last month that an agreement, agreement between Johnson and the Rams by the deadline would not happen. Uh, Johnson signed his franchise tender with the Rams on March 6th, guaranteeing himself a 2017 salary of $16,742,000, which would make him the highest NFL-paid cornerback in the league. Hmm. Well, that's not bad. All right, just a... I'd like to see if we have anything else going on here. Checking on NFL. And incidentally, um, the NFL uh, training camp is now about, uh, I think, uh, within a week to ten days. So that's, um, that's, that's kind of right around the corner, folks. Not far from you think about it. All right, here's the interesting thing. Red Sox falling through with protests to prevent further issues. Oh, boy. Just when you thought there was no more controversy in baseball. Wrong. All right. They are pressing forward with their protest of last night's game against the Yankees. It isn't that Matt Holiday's bizarre slide back into first and eleventh inning caused the Red Sox the 16 inning loss. The Sox say it's more about making sure a play isn't allowed to happen again. Mm-hmm. Red Sox manager John Farrell contends that Holiday interfered with first baseman Mitch Moreland's ability to catch a return throw from shortstop Alexander Bogarts, uh, what could have been a double play, although Holiday had already been called out on the force play at second base on a ground ball by Jacoby Ellsbury. He charged back to first. The throw got blown and hit Ellsbury, who was ruled safe. Uh, continuing on here, he still firmly believes that there, were influence, that there was interference on the play that was said by Farrell. 
Sunday before the opener of the Daniel doubleheader against the Yankees at Fenway, if it goes unaddressed or goes with any kind of further attention brought to it, who's to say you can't instruct runners, instruct runners to do the same going forward? Now, if there was no interference, Boland would have access to the bag. He was taken, he was taken out of it by the reti- returning runner, Holiday. According to Farrell, Holiday attended the same play a few years ago against the Brewers. Holiday explained after last night's game that he wasn't going to run into a tag, seemingly unaware that he was on a force play. Uh, Farrell said, it's a heads-up play, to be honest with you. If you know, if you know it's a dead-out retreat to the bag, slide in. It's not like it's not like he was going to going after anyone with physical intent, but he was in the middle of the play. I mean, what else can you do? He was in the middle of it. I mean, really. <sighs> After it occurred, Farrell asked the umpires to review the play. The umpires called New York for what crew chief Gary Cederson described as a rules check, not a replay. When Farrell was informed, the call would not change, and Ellsbury would remain at first base. He informed the umpires that he was protesting. Uh, the Red Sox have till tonight to formally file their protest with Major League Baseball, according to Farrell. And this is not uh, this has happened before. This is the fifteenth time that a game has been played under protest. Surprisingly, I had been, I thought it'd be a lot more, considering you know. In the history of the major leagues, I thought there was a lot more than just 15. Uh, you Yankee fans might recall back on July 23, 1983, the infamous Pine Tar game. Yep. Yankees were Yankees were up uh, four to, uh, I believe it was four to three. George Brett comes up, and now I saw this game when it happened, and it was like a it looked it seemed like a legitimate home run, a monster home run right out of the park, and like okay. Royals take the lead, and like, oh, great, now we got to put our heads together. But Billy Martin suspected something was wrong. I'm like, hmm, what's this? I've never seen this before. So he goes up to the, he goes out to the dugout, and has a meeting on the mound with the manager, and he checks the bat and finds there's a substance on the bat, what was known as pine tar. After a further review, Rhett was called out, comes charging out of the dugout, and you would not believe the brouhaha that took place. I mean, they had to, they had to yank him off the field by player by players and and managers. Like it was just an, it was just a purely chaotic moment in the history of Major League Baseball. I mean, he's shouting obscenities at at the crew chief and like, I don't believe this. This is the most this is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in baseball. They called him out, and the Yankees actually ended up winning the game, even though the Royals did protest. They did play, though, um, I wouldn't say make a game, but they carried it on a few days later uh, in protest, and the Royals actually wound up winning the protest game. I believe it was, it ended 5-4, to four, and it was on a Thursday. The pine tar game was a Sunday, and the other games played four days later. 
and yet I was 13 and still recall it. Don't ask me why. But I saw it. But I saw it as it happened, and I'm like, this is just absolutely sickening. And that's so it was kind of like reminiscent of that. That's one. That's one ending. I'll never. That's one ending. I'll never forget. If you're a Royals fan, you probably would want to. <laughs> All right. So I'll just check the baseball scores one more time. See if anything else has come through. All right. Oh, by the way, Jamaica leads Slovakia in uh, Gold Cup uh, action, one to nothing in the now 40th minute. All right. Top eight. Athletics still leading against 5-2 with a runner in second and one out. Hendricks is pitching and Encarnacion is at bat. Going into the bottom of the seventh now, as the Padres lead the Giants 7-1. Uh, Stamen is pitching. Uh, I mean, uh, Stamen. Uh, Achilles is in. Preta is, is batting. Those are due up in the bottom of the seventh. And I believe that everything else is a final. Yes, everything else is a final. And, of course, Yankees and Red Sox game two at eight, roughly 8.05. For yeah, it's 8.05. Yeah, yep. I, that usually happens that way. All right. Uh, let me see if I got a few side notes here. I, I always have to check that out on the bottom of the page. Uh, Aaron just uh, has a sweet swing. Makes all of us look. Makes us all, you know, like we can hit. I mean, he's had a phenomenal year so far. Mm-hmm. Nationals have won the first three games of a four-game series. Versus the Reds since returning from the break with three different players hitting multiple home runs in a game during the series. Eight Nationals players have combined for 14 multiple home run games this season. That's the second most in the leagues. That's interesting. That's interesting uh, statistic. Yankees hadn't won two straight games since June 11th and 12th. Wow prompting manager Joe Girardi to say it's been a long, long time. The Yankees did win yesterday, then followed up with a win today in game one of the doubleheader. Well, let's see if they get three in a row tonight. Funny, I did not realize it was a month since they haven't won back-to-back games. Hmm. That's why they're behind a little bit. All right, now here's something interesting that Aaron Judge said, that the home run derby has no impact on his slow start to the second half. Judge right now is 1 for 14 so far, with one being a little squab that had to beat out during that had to be beat out during the first game today as the Yankees went 3 nothing. Judge said the hit will look more like a line drive in the box score. Yeah, some say the um Home run derby can uh, affect your swing later in the second half. I don't buy that at all. That's ridiculous. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's. Yeah, that's that's it. Um, 
my notes are finished for uh, for the day, and I'll turn back over to you. All right, thanks, Lewis. So sure. this will be our our what we learned segment, our first one on talk show. Our what our what we learned segment. Uh, it's only three games after the All Star break for the Tigers and the Blue Jays. Uh, for everybody else, and for all teams in Major League Baseball, and and it's only July 16th. There are like 15 days to go, 15 time days to go, calendar days to go, and um, there there's still plenty of time for the Tigers to decide whether to buy or to sell, and they should sell. The Tigers took two of three. They lost the first game after the All-Star break, 7-2. to The Blue Jays let the Tigers win 11-1 to Saturday night. That was last night. And then today, the game would have gone either way because both teams have, have uh, almost the same record. Just the Blue Jays are still one game, uh, one half game ahead of the Tigers. So, I still think the Tigers should sell, but but they have to wait. The Tigers are are still planning on selling, and what Anthony Fennick said it was was just not true. Whether it came from himself, or the Tigers players, or the organization, whichever, that's not true. Do not believe that. The Tigers are planning to sell. Period. There's still eight games below 500. So, that, so that's pretty simple. So not only do they have to sell, they got a tank. It, it, it's kind of hard for them. To, it's kind of hard for any team to tank if the Tigers have a two. Uh, it's kind of hard for the Tigers to tank if they got a 200 million dollar payroll of talent on the roster yet with an inept manager Ray Osmus. So that's going to do it for episode 297 on the Michigan Sports Truth podcast post-game edition on talk show. Um, the Michigan Sports Truth podcast will We'll, spritz, we'll, we'll switch to Spreaker tonight at 9, just for one night. Then we'll, uh, then we'll do another post-game. Remember, no more in-game chats. I've said this like a month or two ago. So, uh, episode 298 after Tigers and Royals. Episode 273 of the 
of the Michigan Sports Truth Week in review on Spreaker tonight at 9. Till those times, for Lois Tenor, I'm Taylor Phillips. Follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Like the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page and join its Facebook group. GTFN, ta-ta for now. Bon appetit. Good night, Ray. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.